Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Recorded live. One, two, one, two. It is Tuesday night. More importantly... It is fight week. The fight we've been waiting for is finally this Saturday, Kovalev versus Ward. We're going to be talking about it tonight. I'm your host, Roberto Flack, for the Guard Your Grill Boxing Podcast, soon to be joined by my man ROD, and I believe my man Bo will be on the line shortly. And we are finally here, man. This is the granddaddy of 2016. This is a fight that uh, we've all been waiting for, man. We've been talking about it even during the springtime when we were kind of hearing hints about this actually happening. And, you know, there's little, you know, interim fights that had to be done. But this Saturday night, we got two of the best fighters in the world today. And I will go out on a limb and say that the winner of this fight should be and likely will be crowned the number one fighter in the world, Sergey Kovalev, Andre Ward for the unified light heavyweight title. So we're going to jump into that uh, a little bit later on in the show. I wanted to obviously start off the show uh, with, you know, we did have some boxing this weekend, though, you know, there was obvious big UFC card. Like I said, you know, the, the, my man ROD is starting to kind of get into the UFC a little bit, but, you know, I naturally watch that. You know, I'm a, I'm a UFC fan as well. You know, that kind of took precedence over the, whatever boxing was going on Saturday, which is really uh, the, the fight that took place on Spike. And, you know, Danny Garcia made, uh, took his tune-up fight before the big fight in March against Keith Thurman. Uh, I want to just talk about that shortly. And I got my, man, uh, got my man Bo, actually, on the line, man. What is good? Not hitting the mute button again, are you, Bo? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you caught that, huh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No problem with the mute button again, man. Yeah, man. No doubt, man. No problem. No problem, man. So, yeah, like like I said, man, we we are finally here. We This is the granddaddy of 2016, Kovalev Ward, this Saturday. We had to do two shows. You know, we're doing two shows naturally, but... You know, we, this is a, the biggest fight of the year. I, I want to go as far as to say is that this is probably when you look at what both bring to the table, when you look at the resumes, when you look at the records, this is one of the biggest fights I think we've had on a competitive, from a competitive standpoint in a really long time. And really uh, adding the fact that this should, in my opinion, crown the pound for pound best fighter in the world today. But, you know what, Roberto? Um, you know what, Roberto? To tell you the importance of this fight, and this is the best way I can put it, this fight can literally save this year of boxing. Mm. Well, yeah, you know what kind of fight it yeah. is. This well, fight, right. can, I, was, I mean, I was, if, if if it's a if it's an exciting fight, or if it's a or Kovalev knocks out, let's say Kovalev knocks out Andre Ward, okay, and it's an an impressive fashion or Andre Ward puts on a great display of wizardry, 
either way it go, it'll be talked about. So this fight could literally save this year of boxing in the minds of most people. I think on top of that, you were kind of hinting, I think it really launches. I mean, it, it, I think it's obviously dependent how the fight goes, but I think this fight really is a launch pad for either guy, man. And, mm-hmm. and, and the thing, too, is, is, like, you know, I had made mention of the fact that, like, I feel like HBO's, like, in the last couple of weeks, they've been putting out fillers out there. They've been, you know, putting more promotion out there. But it's like I feel I, I wish there would have been more of a red carpet pulled out for this fight because I think both guys deserve it. I mean, more importantly, Andre Ward, who he's been, you know, I mean, this is the biggest fight of his career. I mean, with, without a doubt, same thing with Kovalev. But Ward you know, had the Super Six, you know, he, he won that tournament. So as he's, he's, been, he's been in this kind of situation, even though this is just, like, at another level. But um, I want to I get to, to that in a little bit, but obviously we got to talk about uh, Dan, Danny Garcia, Sammy Vargas took place this weekend on Spike oh. TV. I, I got a chance to see it. And what I believe would happen anyway, Danny Garcia went in there and disposed of Sammy Vargas. Uh, you know, he, Sammy just looked like he was just out of his league against Danny. Who look, man, he's a good fighter, man. He, he he's a really good fighter. Uh, but I think <laughs> what transpired after the fight, and, and I think it really set the tone for next March, is we finally got to see Danny and Keith Thurman face to face. And I'm going to try to find out. I'll, I'll pass it on to you real quick. What did you think? I mean, what did you think as far as how Danny looked and what transpired after the fight? I think Danny looked the way he was supposed to look. He was supposed to look. What did I say on the show last week? Danny, you got one job. <laughs> and he, he did it. He came in. He showed his dominance. He showed uh, he didn't struggle against this guy like he did against, um, you know, and some of his other fights. Um, but more importantly, I saw a different Danny. Danny was aggressive. Danny was looking for the knockout. Then Danny did something completely out of character after the fight. He mm, stepped outside mm. the ring, stood over Keith Thurman, looking at him. You know, that's normally Angel Garcia's. I mean, uh, yeah, Angel Garcia's. Right, thing. right, right, right. Not right. Danny. Danny stepped completely out of character. And. Then when then when when uh, uh, Keith came in the ring, he he asked the crowd, you know, y'all want to see me whoop his ass? That's out of Danny's character. Now there was one funny thing I don't know if you caught it when Keith Thurman said, "This would be the third Daddy Boy I didn't beat," <laughs> and I thought that was funny. <laughs> <laughs> well, he, he's talking about he's talking about Sean Porter, Robert the Ghost Guerrero, and of course Danny. And I thought yeah, that yeah. was funny, but no, he looked at the way he was supposed to look. He looked he looked it like. Danny, got, he looked like we wanted him to look. Now, did he do some things wrong? Yeah, I felt that, you know, he wasn't using his jab to set some things up. And, I, I mean, you know, he, he still kind of stands upright, but the fact of the matter is this guy didn't have any um, power to hurt Danny or make him feel a certain kind of way. Right. So that's probably why Danny wasn't doing that. But, and I say this all the time, Danny is excellent in between the combinations. If you yeah. try to throw combinations with Danny Garcia, he's excellent in those combinations. The boy is good. He knows how to win. So he showed us that not only did he show us he had his skill set level, he also showed us his guts. 
and he showed us his just straight up, just, you know, goodness. You know, he showed Philadelphia. He showed, Danny showed out. He showed Philadelphia and Philadelphia pride in that fight and after that fight with Keith Thurman, and that's what's going to sell this. Well, I, I want to play the clip real quick, uh, you know, the, the post-fight interview. So, like, you know, for those who didn't see the fight or, or didn't see what transpired, here's a, uh, an audio clip as far as, you know, the, um, the interview he gave and then, you know, Keith Thurman coming in and having, having a war of words. Here it goes. I think they're saying March 4th, and, you know, Danny, you know, they obviously bleeped it out, but Danny was straight up like, I'll F you up, I'll F you up, I'll F you up. And, um, you know, I think we talked last week, man, look, these are the fights we need to see. Two guys in their prime, one's a WBC champ, the WBC champ, the other one's a WBA champ. This is a unification fight. These guys aren't even 30 years old yet. These are the fights we need, man. These are the fights we need in boxing. And, uh, and, and you know, and then there's this talk now about Kel Brook and, and, and Errol Spence. You're potentially fighting. I mean, man, 2017 is already looking like it's going to destroy 2016. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. Like, crazily. But, um, yeah, so, uh, like I said, I mean, there wasn't much boxing going on this weekend besides that card. And, you know, we finally got to see Danny. Uh, and, I, and now it's on and popping for March, man. And, you know, you better believe that both of these guys – and I, I think one of the good things about this fight is – I mean, again, you had mentioned Danny kind of came out of pocket a little bit, wasn't himself. Mm-hmm. Like, I'd never seen him say, like, you know, like, you know, make some noise or, or anything like that. He's a very soft-spoken dude in a sense, and, like, he lets his dad kind of, like, promote the fights, which, trust me, you, we have not seen the last of Angel Garcia <laughs> when it no. pertains to the, 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 the lead up to this fight. And Keith Thurman, too, man. Like, Keith Thurman, he, he, he's not the biggest trash talker in the sense of, like, you know, just, like, you know, really shitting on guys or anything. But, I mean, he voices his opinion, you know. And I think this is, um, I mean, outside of the competitive standpoint, I mean, I think this is, going to be an entertaining lead-up. And, and I think in the fight itself, I think, is going to be entertaining. Stylistically, I think in Mad Day matchup really, really well. You made a point with Danny. Danny, little flat-footed, but he's not the type of guy you want to be in there with exchange, like exchanges. You know, he, he really isn't. And he's proven it many times that's the wrong approach. You know, um, Keith Thurman... Uh, you know, like he's he's a little vulnerable too. Even though you know he's yeah. got at, you know, he's got things about him that could give Danny some trouble. Likewise with Danny to Keith, as far as you know, 
you know, he's maybe a little soft in the body. You know, he, we've seen him rattled a little bit. So a lot of questions to be answered in this fight. And, and, and again, like, it's, it's, a, it's a situation where both guys um, are going into this fight in the prime of their careers, man. And, the, and when we talk about fights from the past, some of the greatest fights that we, you and I, and I think we got, I think we got ROD on the line. You, yo, yo. All right, well, welcome to the well, welcome to the, the inaugural. I don't say inaugural, but the first of the two Ward Kovalev preview shows. But um, I, I, yeah, I, I think this is this is the type of fight that could be. Uh, one of these fights we talk about for years to come, and who knows, man, yeah. we might see a part two to this. So, um, but you know, so, Keith, uh, Keith, uh, Keith, you said uh, uh, you said Daddy was out of pocket, but you know, sometimes Keith, Keith be cracking but facking, you know. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I know what you he mean. Be cracking I know what you but mean. facking, yeah. <laughs> Od, what? Uh, did you did you uh, get a chance? Oh, well, wait, I don't know. I don't think you saw the Danny fight live, did you? No, I, I saw it, but I mean, like, I mean, I, I will, we'll say that offline, but yeah, I I, I was doing other things. Um, <laughs> I mean, you know, no, nothing, nothing that was. It's, it's all you know, G rated, but you know, just things that probably wouldn't pertain to the show that that Roberto and I talk about on our, you know, our extracurricular time. But you know, I my eyes were on a different channel. Well, well, I mean, oh, dear, like I, I kind of already hinted, like, well, <laughs> what I was doing earlier that <laughs> night too. Uh, but at the same time, I mean, uh, well, you, I saw, I think, I saw well, the gist of it. I saw the gist of the fight. I, I, I really did. Like, I saw the gist of the fight. And uh, if you want to know my take of it, I just, I mean, what is it that, <clears throat> you know, again, what is it that? Well, what's up, Bo? By the way, um, what's going on, Aldi? Not much. What, what is it that we? Um, that we really need to learn. I think, you know, one of the things yeah. we got to remember is that when we watch a fight, you know, we get excited about it. Yeah, we get excited about it because, you know, we root for the person, but what is it that we're learning? So I remember a bunch of my cousins who were, you know, who's down with, you know, Jalil Beats and, you know, they manage him and, they, and they're actually going, they actually went to the fight and it was like, man, Daniel looks really good. And I'm like, no crap, like this dude looks, is not that great. Like, he should look good. And they're like, oh, no, he looks really powerful. And I'm like, okay. So, for me, it was just like, you know, I'm like, did you think, and you know, I had to type him, did you really think that this guy was great? No, I didn't really think this guy was great. I'm like, all right. The, only, the, the, the move of the night, for me, the best part of that fight was the beginning and the end of that fight. <laughs> and that was, that was when Meek and AI... Walked in there was when seeing pictures of Beanie Siegel make up with with Tifi Bay, you know the guy that uh that that hit him. Yeah, yeah. You know they're real close. So that was that was you know being from Philadelphia. That was the highlight of night. Just seeing those heroes come in in a ring and see you know our city that was fractured over that stuff. You know come together. The end of the fight was good because you know with Danny and and Keith coming head to head and. You know, just seeing Danny get out of his skin a little bit, you know, and, um, you know, that stuff really happened. I think it's going to be good for, you know, the masses to see. But the fight really didn't show me anything. It was it was still the same old Rob Saka type of 
flow, like, you know, I just wasn't really interested in it. You know, I really wasn't. And it just didn't do it for me. It didn't do it for me. It's it's hard to really assess someone, believe it or not, against bad competition, especially when you right. have situations where people are texting you saying, oh, it's round seven and, and this guy's still hanging around. And you're just like, if you want to fight guys like that, I understand, you know, you want to get the rounds in. But if you want to fight guys like that, my whole thing is, like, just get rid of them, man. Like, if you want to use them as a barometer, get rid of guys like that. You know, you don't you don't pick guys like that, man, that are, like, there for the kill. Like, you hear these young boys when they play basketball, they say, yo, don't play with your food. You know, like, like go after him. If he's supposed to be food and he's being fed to the Lions, man, go after him. There's no scientific thing you doing and all that stuff, man. Just go after the guy. You picked him for a reason you know, and, and, and get rid of it. So I really, we didn't learn anything. You know, I think that a lot of people who are casuals that haven't watched it, they they assume, and Danny is very good, but they just say, wow, he looks really sharp. And I'm like, well, it's not hard to look bad. It's not hard to look, you know, great against a guy like that. You know what I mean? Like you could, I could put you in there, Roberto and Bo, and you would, you know, he's a pro, but I'm sure you would probably hold your own. I just, I just don't see where, you know, he became a barometer all of a sudden. But, you know, shout-outs to both guys because, you know, boxing is a, is a great sport. You know, it takes a great deal to get in the ring against another man with a pair of gloves. I'm just really I'm just really fed up with the phone calls and the texts about how great he is. And I'm just like, oh, my goodness, man. Like, you guys don't even watch it. Like, you guys fell in love with the event, which was walking in the ring, playing Meek Mill, and, um, you know, seeing AI, Beanie Siegel, seeing our childhood heroes, and then in the end, you know, which I'm sure you guys are going to talk about with right. Keith Thurman and Danny going face-to-face. Yeah, I mean, that's, I mean, I, to me, that was, <laughs> that was the biggest highlight of the night for me as, as it pertains to that card. Uh, but I, I think, I think at the same time, I mean, I think it's a situation now where, you know, we're going to see this fight. You know, we've been calling for it. Uh, I mean, particularly, I mean, we already saw Thurman in there with, with Sean Porter. Uh, with Danny, you know, we've been kind of like, you know, teeter-tottering, like, all right, well, you know, he fought Guerrero, okay, but like, you know, what's the next big fight? We're here, March, I think March 4th. Um, I want to say it's very, very likely going to end up in New York or somewhere on the East Coast. I mean, I want to say, I want to think New York, uh, the Barclays Center, because that's becoming somewhat of a hotbed uh, you know, for really P- mostly PBC events, but if they, I think if they land this fight on, and I think they're trying to. They, I, I read, you know, initially they were trying to target Showtime, but you know, uh, Showtime or, or CBS is the parent company to Showtime, and they want to get that fight on CBS. And I mean, if they can do that, I think that that just, uh, I think we're talking super high ratings. Because uh, obviously, you know, they got a major. I mean, particularly Danny's got a major East Coast following. You know, particularly Philly, um, and even the, the like the New York Ricans. Because I mean, the New York the New York Ricans and, and the Ricans from Puerto Rico are two different entities. Trust me. And um, <laughs> and I think I, I think look, this is a, it's a premier fight. I mean, it's so far uh, into 2017. I mean, look, we're gonna find out about more fights. You know, in, in the months to come. But I mean, I think that is so far the best fight right now that we know is going to happen. So, like I mentioned before you got on the line, it's two prime guys, a uni- unification fight, both 
kind of like this Saturday, both undefeated as well. Somebody's always got to go. So I'm excited, man. I mean, I, I'm excited for the fight. It, I think this fight's going to tell a lot about both guys. And, I mean, I'm pumped, man. I'm pumped. Uh, the other fight that took place this weekend before this one <laughs> uh, consisted of King Kong himself, Luis Ortiz, against uh, Philly's own Malik Scott. Now, I'll, get, I'll, I'll let you take it away, Bo, because I, I know you saw this fight. Well, what did, what did you take Man, out of it? I'm going to be honest with you, bro. I did not see this fight, and I'm oh. glad I did not see this fight. I got it recorded. I got to go home and watch it. Got a little tied up because I also had some stuff going on <laughs> on that <laughs> Saturday. It seemed, it, 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 it seemed like forces were against us to try to actually watch this fight live. <laughs> but, yeah, I, I, I didn't see it yet. I think I'll put it to you like this. I saw what I could watch this morning was like the first three rounds. And I was ready to, 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 to turn my TV off, like, okay, I, I don't need to see no more of this. this, this was, it was, uh, <laughs> I mean, I was just watching the first three rounds, and, and I put it like this. After the first round, normally when I'm watching the fight I record, I fast forward past commercials. I couldn't wait for the commercials half the time. I was like, this is, mm-mm. Yeah, it was, it was, I mean, we, you know, Luis Ortiz is the key, you know, we, we talked about him last week on the show, and, and I've, I've kind of called him the boogeyman of the division. I think, you know, a good amount of people call him that. Uh, this was the kind of fight where, you know, Malik Scott, you know, he's a mover. He, he, he's more of a defensive-minded fighter than somebody who's going to, like, really push the pace. And I think from the onset of the fight, he kind of saw what he, was, what he was dealing with in the ring. And, you know, Luis Ortiz is a good boxer. I think what we found out, and, and I think I've seen it in some traces of it in some of his previous fights, is he can get frustrated. You know, um, mm-hmm. Luis Scott just made it very difficult for Luis Ortiz to really get off any shots. And I think for Ortiz at the same time, I don't think he threw enough in that fight. Um, he did look, he did drop Luis Scott three times in the fight, and there were points, and I was texting R.O.D., and Coltrane, I'm like, he looked, he looked at, in some point, like he was looking for a way out of the fight. You know, there was a point where he fell and, like, he put his hands up to the ref for the ref to, like, pick him up, which is, like, not something I see all the time. <laughs> and, mm. and, and, you know, as the fight went on, he did land some shots on, on, on Luis Ortiz, but it was a lot of just him evading, you know, for 12 rounds. And even, even the, mo- the most... Um, you know, fighters who, you know, who know how to cut the ring off, you know, like Ortiz seems to know how to do for the most part. Um, there's guys who just, they just get frustrated fighting a style like that. And nobody looked good in the fight, you know, you know, for Ortiz, there, I, I don't forgot which fight it was. It wasn't the Jennings fight. I think it was a fight before that where he looked like he was just kind of like, coasting through the fight, not really pushing the pace. He kind of knew he had the advantage in the fight, and he was just kind of just, you know, sitting there boxing the guy. And I think, you know, obviously in, in heavyweight boxing, you know, it, even, even with the hardcore pundits, man, like we, we want to we see some knockouts, or we want to see a guy really push the pace for this, especially somebody like Luis Ortiz, who we've seen do that, particularly in the Jennings fight. But um, I think 
I, I, I mean, I think when you look at the landscape of the division, if you, you talk about um, the, the Wilders, the, the, the Joshua's, um, the Povetkins, and now, you know, I, I don't know if you guys heard about Bermain Stavern, you know, you know, testing positive for whatever performance-enhancing drugs and that Povetkin fight now might be off. A lot of those guys don't fight in the manner of a Malik Scott. You know, Anthony Joshua is not a big mover. Deontay Wilder is not a big mover per se. Um, oh, this kid Ruiz, um, was it Ruiz? Um, Andy, yeah, Andy Ruiz. Yeah, yeah, Andy Ruiz. Like he's he's not a big mover either. They're all there, you know, because the thing a lot of the thing with a lot of those guys too is like they got firepower coming back at whoever they're fighting too. So it's not so much of them trying to invade that much more because I mean they're confident in their power. So. I don't think he's going to have that much of trouble fighting like those type of styles more so than uh, somebody who's going to give a lot of movement. And it's funny, Tyson Fury had put up a, a post out, or he had tweeted something like along the lines, well, looks like uh, Ortiz has problem with movers, you know, and I think he was kind of hinting at himself. But, like, at the same time, like, uh, I don't know if I'd call Tyson Fury, like, a mover per se. I mean, he, you know, he, he could box, but he, he's more, he's kind of more in front of you at the same time. He's, I mean, he's got decent defense, you know, but we've we seen uh, USS drop him as well, who, you know, most wouldn't consider like a, like a big heavyweight. I, I think he even admitted like he had to go up and wait to get fights because nobody wanted to fight. Right, exactly. So I think I, I, I don't want to get, like, to shot the cold train. Like, you know, I might give him the mulligan for this fight, but I think, if anything, that came out of this fight, if anybody's looking into fighting Ortiz, obviously movement frustrates him. You know, if you don't give him a solid space to work with, he's not going to get off as much as, you know, if you were just standing there and, and letting him tee off on you, which – at times, Scott Malik Scott kind of did, and then you know he paid for it. Um, but I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll kind of have to see, man. Did you, RD? Did you did you uh, did you get a chance to watch that fight? Because I don't know if you were watching it live, or maybe you were watching it live. No, I watched I watched bits and pieces of it, but I was <clears throat> I was out car okay. shopping on, on Saturday. Okay. Ah, word, word, word. So uh, yeah, we'll we'll just have to we'll see what. I mean, the next I saw step. it like I understood. I, like again, I saw bits and pieces of it, but. You know, one thing I'm always say, you know, in the bits of pieces I saw, it, you know, it seemed like an uneventful fight. It seemed like, you know, I was getting the blow by blow from you, and then I finally watched mm-hmm. some of it, and I became uninterested again. Mm-hmm. And it was just one of those things where, you know, it's a shame because there's not really, you know, King Kong's fault, you know, that these guys, yeah. you know, and you kind of like subject to who steps in a ring with you. You know, what I mean by that is, I remember there was times, I'm not saying this guy's Mike Tyson by no means of the imagination, but there were times where Tyson would fight, and people would just sit there and just be a holding fest. And that was part of their strategy, sort of like a hack a shack You know, yeah. it was part of your strategy, and, you know, you're kind of afraid of the inevitable. And um, I think that's what happened with, with Malik Scott. It was like, you know, it was funny. I knew he was in trouble when he, like, you know, when someone, like, said, you know, tag me in a photo and say, you know, at Malik Scott and, you know, at King Kong or fighting. And you go to Malik Scott page and he's on some balcony with some teacups and boxers. And you're like, come on, man. 
Basically, <laughs> he was enjoying he was enjoying like the fruits of being, you know, a you know, a, a, a big owner. Yeah, versus yeah, saying, yeah. you know what, man, I'm gonna get you out of here this time, man. And and to be honest, had he put up, you know, it seemed like he was trying to like, you know, trying to put wave his hands to the referee to trying to get ways out. It seemed like if he'd have put up a half decent fight, it might have been a half decent outing, you know, but you know, it just it's a shame, man, because, you know, you can't blame King Kong for stuff like this. And I'm not saying like granted, I'm not going back to when you guys say not you, but you know, the fans out here when you know, when we say, Oh wow, you know, well it looks like Floyd didn't want to engage. Floyd wasn't falling all over the place when he was fighting, you know, Manny Pacquiao. I mean, he was popping him while he was moving. So let's oh, yeah. get that clear what boxing really is, you know, but you have a guy that's clearly like, yo, man, give me my money. I'm out of here. Just like, just like what uh, Kermit Citron did. Remember when Paul Williams started putting that heat on his behind the ball, jumped mm-hmm. right out the ring? <laughs> like, you, know, he like, you know, he jumped, he flew clearly out the, the ring like he was on fire. And, you know, when you look, when you have boxers that look for ways out, you know, I'm not talking about these guys that are boxing you and moving and popping you. you wondering why you got a busted lip, but this guy is supposed to be running. I'm talking about the guys that are clearly falling on the ground and, you know, punch hit them in the air or, you know, you know, kind of touch the air lobe and they kind of like fell on the ground while, you know, kind of flipped there. You're just wondering, like, why did you come to even fight? Like, it was a waste for this to be on HBO. It was a waste of my 4 o'clock. You know, it's, it's, and then what happens is King Kong is judged prematurely. So what we have to do is a fix. We got to find them more opponents. So hopefully, you know, like you said, the Joshuas, the Wilders of the world, you know, will we'll, we'll step up to the plate, man, and, and fight this guy, man. This is what you guys are in the business for. Fight this guy. Yeah. Well, it's funny. Wilder has been kind No, you know, I was going to add something, too. Is just, you know, it, sometimes fighters like King Kong can be victim of their own success because we're used to seeing them be explosive. We're used to seeing them knocking people out. And when it don't happen, we feel like it's been a letdown. Um, and all this, and there was a lot of hype going into him signing with Eddie Hearns, uh, you know, being, like you said, uh, the most avoided man and being ducked, and and now it was going to be televised, and we were going to get a chance to see why, and it didn't happen, so a lot of people felt like they got let down, and then there are some people who feel that he's overhyped, and this was their opportunity to, to, to feel vindicated for him being overhyped, when it was just a situation, like you said, it was a bad matchup of bad styles that just didn't work out, but he dominated every round, but he didn't get what we used to see from him, which is just that right. devastating explosion. And when you don't get there, you know, it's like, you know, you know, it's, it's, it's like the old saying, you know, you expected a bomb go off, but yet, you know, it was nothing but a firecracker. And you're yeah. like, oh, <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> you and know, the funny, yeah. you know, the, the, the funny thing too is, is that like he dropped, he dropped Malik Scott like three times in the fight. Like if you, if you didn't watch the fight, and you just heard about things that happened in the fight, the, those knockdowns, and the fact that, you know, Ortiz won every round. I mean, that's, like, the thing, man. It's, like, I, I agree with ROD. Like, I, I don't knock him much because, again, like, there's just so many examples we can give of different fights that we've seen with guys that are super elite guys that just don't have a good outing against a guy who – it isn't, I mean, it's not even the fact they're trying to engage, but um, 
just like 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 you already said, like making an effort in the fight to where like even if Malik Scott was like landing some shots that that would I guess in a sense like make the fight a little more interesting where instead of you know, which which really this fight was was just Ortiz chasing Malik around the ring, even though there were more points in the fight where, you know, he was able to cut the ring off and he stood in the corner and just, like, was just very defensive. So I think, like I was mentioning, I think that the the competition that's at heavyweight, not a lot, you're not going to find a lot of guys like Malik Scott, you know, that that will move like that because of the fact that a lot of the guys that he's going to fight, they got firepower coming back in which – Again, we have to see how how uh, Luis Ortiz responds to that because those guys I mentioned do have a lot more power than he's really faced. So that's again, like that's the interesting thing about the division itself. I mean, it's in disarray at the moment, but I think next year we're very likely going to close that gap between the. I mean, I, I mean, I think it was a good move for. Um, Luis Ortiz to sign with Matchroom because Eddie Hearn's making moves. You know, we're talking about this, you know, they're talking about the Spence Brook fight. I think that's going to happen. Um, I think Spence wants it, but I think Eddie Hearn at the same time, like, we, he's already building that track record of saying, like, yo, man, look, if we could sit down, we can make a fight. And he's already kind of proving that. So I think he, he's, there's a good possibility he's going to do the same. With, uh, with Luis Ortiz. Now, is he going to stick him in the ring with Anthony Joshua yet? I don't think so. But next year, I think, you know, everything is going to unravel and we're going to see, you know, what Luis Ortiz is really about. Because, I mean, like we always say, like, he passed the eye test with us. But now mm-hmm. we're going to see when, you know, when he gets in there with the likes of these guys, you know, how he responds. So on to... The matter at hand. <laughs> We've been waiting for this. Like I said, I opened the show up. Uh, we got Kovalev Ward this weekend. This is a fight that we've literally been talking for the better part of a year. We've been talking about this fight since the springtime because we knew it was going to happen. We, we already were hearing from last November that there was an agreement in place. There had to be some filler fights to be put through. And it's crazy how how quick this year has come by, and we are finally here this Saturday night, man. Uh, I'm gonna run down the card real quick. Um, Curtis Stevens, I didn't even know he was on this card. He's gonna be facing uh, James De La Rosa. I think he's opening the card. Um, and then we have Isaac Chalemba, who fought Sergey Kovalev uh, in August. Yeah, and he's mm-hmm. facing um, one of Kovalev's boys, apparently, Alexander. Uh, Vodnik in a in a ten round light heavyweight fight, uh, followed by Maurice Hooker and uh, Darlis Perez, and obviously the main event, Sergey Kovalev on. I think Marissa Shields. She's on that undercard too. But she's not gonna she's not gonna be televised. What, what no, she's not gonna be televised. Yeah, yeah. she's. I uh, I I mean I think they might. Um, I think that there's if you I there'll be I think there'll be. Um, whether oh you know you know who might be showing it if you guys have you know again this is 2016 uh, myself and ROD we we got our ways <laughs> to watch fights if you if you manage to get a Sky Sports feed 
I believe you will be able to see the the Clarissa Shields debut, her, her professional debut, because in the UK they'll show they show I think the entire card because uh-huh. they're six hours they're six hours ahead. So like they'll they'll show a good amount of the undercard. So if you guys do get a chance, and and you know maybe you catch like maybe like on the, the East Coast time seven, you may catch Clarissa Shields. Her, you know, her debut because I think she is two. She's the third fight under from when the pay per view starts. So I mean, if you do the math, it's probably or the time, probably looking around like seven thirty, eight o'clock Eastern time. So if you do have a feed or you 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 have a Sky Sports feed or what have you, because Sky Sports is the one televising it over there in, in the UK, I, I believe you'll be able to watch her professional debut. So. I will I will send it to you. I'll I'll, uh, I'll let Bo handle this first. Um, I want you to give me just an assessment of what you what, you know both guys and, and how you see this fight playing out. Oh man! Oh. well, okay. Here's the thing, Andre Ward. We we all know um, Andre Ward is not the the, the fastest of hands. He's not as quick as the feet, but what Andre Ward has is his mind, and that's what he always uses to win these fights. He uses his mind. He he makes these adjustments. His reflexes is good. He doesn't move on his feet like he did at 168. You know, uh, he doesn't move like he used to at one. You know, when he was fighting at 168. But you you can't mistake this man's mind. How he calculates very fast. How he makes these adjustments. How he gives you angles. How he takes what you do best, and he takes it away from you in that ring. And I believe, see, people um, are underestimating uh, Andre Ward's power. They say, oh, he don't have power. No. There's two levels. When, you, when you're scaling, when you're measuring power, there's two levels. There's one punch knockout power, then that I don't want to get hit by these too many times type of power. And Andre Ward has that put something on your mind kind of power. Okay? And I don't care who you are. I say this all the time. There are three places if you get hit, it's going to make you think. The temple, the earlobe, right, the, uh, earlobe, right where the jawline is, and the kidney liver shot. Andre Ward's a good inside fighter. Andre Ward can make you uncomfortable. Then you have Kovalev. Kovalev has better boxing skills than your average puncher. All right? Kovalev, it, of course, we know Kovalev has the power. Kovalev will let his hands go when coming forward. He's very good at coming forward being aggressive. All right? Um... I worry about Kovalev's footwork sometimes because sometimes he does look like he might be a little bit off balance. Um, Kovalev, uh, he doesn't like going backwards. And um, although he's strong, but he doesn't have a, he, a man of his size, he doesn't have a good inside game because Kovalev is like, you know, fighting you at mid-range because he likes keeping you at the end of his punches because that's where his power is. So these two guys are going to be going into that ring with all of these attributes, and that's what makes this an intriguing fight because it's not your average, uh, you know, boxer versus, uh, uh, you know, bo- boxer versus puncher brawler. You know, this is two guys of, you know, their attributes are so high that you can see either one of these dudes winning, and their attitudes and their frame of mind and their aggressiveness is also like Andre Ward won, like, I don't care what nobody says. Andre Ward really wants this fight. He wants to win this fight. He's not talking like somebody that, you know, doesn't want to be in the ring. He wants to win this fight. He knows what's at stake. He knows how many people are looking at him. 
to fall so they can say, yeah, you know, we knew you wasn't nothing. And Kovalev know how important this fight is. So I'm I'm ready for it, man. I'm just ready for it. To, I'm just ready. And uh, we need your prediction. <laughs> oh, come on, man. You got to be ready for that right there? <laughs> come on, man. This is, a, this is a prediction show, man. You got to be ready for that, man. All right. You know what? I'm going to go with Andre Ward. And the reason why I'm going to go with Andre Ward, all those things I just said, I've seen Andre Ward in situations where he's had to make adjustments. I've seen Andre Ward in situations where, um, you know, he's had to he 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 had to change his strategy uh, when when guys have tried to frustrate him, when guys have tried to bully him, when guys have tried to get up in his head. I've seen him overcome stuff like that. Um, Kovalev has always been able to rely on his power, and I'm I, I'm curious as to what happens when that's no longer a factor for Kovalev. What will we see from him phys- uh, mentally? Like what will we see from him mentally when you when you when your power the main thing you have isn't enough. I know what Andre Ward has mentally because he hasn't had to depend on all that. He uses his mind for everything. I'm not quite sure what Kovalev will have if his power isn't there, so I'm going to go with Andre Ward, unanimous decision. Okay, okay. So we got one for Andre Ward now. I'm going to pass over to R.O.D. Let me know what you think. Uh, Both Andre Ward, Kovalev, and then give me your prediction on this fight. Yeah, so <clears throat> there's a lot of things that are going around. You know, we see it. You know, we see it on. Uh, me, we see it on um, Instagram where they just you know break down the strengths and the actual attributes and the weaknesses of, of each fighter. And you know, some of the stuff seems biased. Some of the stuff seems true. You know, and I'm going to do my best to kind of, you know, stay in between the lines and play within the uh, parameters and not go out of bounds. And and here's the reason why, because everybody knows that I'm a huge fan of one of them. So here's what I'll say. When you rewind the clock, we always looked at one thing. And, and how do we get to this Andre War fight? So we got to this Andre War fight. Uh, in this Kovalev fight, you know, because, um, you know, a couple of reasons. Number one, you know, War was running our opponents to fight. And uh, number two, so was Kovalev. For the most part, you know, I just will never forget, you know, Kovalev was really supposed to fight, you know, um, our buddy, uh, what, what's, what's his name? Who? Stevenson. Stevenson, exactly. Thank you so much. And... What wound up happening is, man, he kind of it kind of became a, a mute point after a while, changing management, all this other stuff that Stevenson did. And, you know, it was like WWF in that rank. You know, Stevenson didn't even believe himself after that fight. And, um, you know, we're sitting here, we're like, okay, when are these guys going to fight? So we fast forward, you know, or maybe rewind, and, and we and we looked at, and we looked at, how um, <clears throat> Bernard, you know, we we figure he doesn't take fights that he knows he's going to lose. Well, everybody feels like, you know, that this guy could beat Bernard. I mean, everybody's scared of this guy. Bernard's like, I'll fight him. And I have an inside source. You know, I actually spoke to who was really cool, Bernard, and um, 
you know, uh, Roberto knows who I'm talking about, you know, a guy in Philly who's his friend and said, hey, the inside joke was, you know, what round is Bernard going to get knocked out of? You know, and, and it was like almost like a cash-out fight. But with that being said, that's neither here or there. You know, he, he was like, they knew that. He was like, you know you can't beat this guy. And he was like, oh, yeah, I, I could beat him. I could beat him. He was like, oh, you know you can't beat this guy. Like, it was his friend saying this. Just like sort of like how Sugar A. Leonard um, Corner was saying that to Sugar when he was fighting Marvin Hagler. Like, you know you're going to lose to this guy. The results were different. It, you know, Bernard felt this guy power, and he was like, crap. He said, and he also said that, you know, he did things in that ring. You know, shout out to, you know, John David uh, Jackson that were, that were like really things that he wasn't expecting to see. Little adjustments, things of that caliber. Yeah, we lose you? I'm sorry. You got you me? Go. I think we lost our Hello. record. You still there, Bo? Yeah, I'm here. I'm here. I'm still here. Can you hear me? Hello? Yo, yo. Hello? Yeah, I'm Hello. here. Can you hear me? Hello? Hello? Hello, D. Yo, I'm here. Yeah, I'm here. Roberto, we're here. Oh, did you hear me? I can hear you. Can you hear me? Yeah, I hear you. Fine, yeah, I think, yeah, yeah, yeah. You there? Yeah, that was weird. Yeah, weird. No, so you were, you were finishing off with John David Jackson? Yeah, yeah. So basically, John David Jackson, you know, basically, he, he goes on. I'm giving you guys history lessons as to what the, how my decision-making is, is being thought of. You know, he, he goes into the situation where he teaches them these different things, and it looks like a totally different car. You know, like the car that we thought was, you know, like a, a Ford Explorer wound up being something, you know, slick, you know, and, and sleek, man, like, like as, a, as a little Lexus, you know what I mean? Like a little faster Lexus. And we like, crap, you know, we wasn't expecting this. So... You know, he shuts up in our, which we were, like, you know, devastated. All right. Now, Bernard's going around, and, and there's people in Bernard camp saying, yo, they, they really, you know, felt like when he was in that 12th round, they really feared for him. Like, they were walking out the arena. They didn't want him to get hurt. I said at the say that I saw a different Kovalov that day, one that, I, that originally I thought was very limited, you know, really – and granted, everybody's going to say, well, Bernard is 50 years old. Yeah, but at the end of the day, like, you know, that wasn't something Bernard was expecting. You know, it was sort of like how, how like, Apollo Creed thought he was going in for, like, a little, you know, tune-up and wind up losing his life, right? <laughs> you know, he thought he was going in for a little tune-up, man. He throw the damn his towel. <laughs> yeah, throw the, throw the towel, man. He, he, you know, hey, man, what you doing? This is an exhibition, you know. Like, he was a good <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't good for that, man. So oh, man. That, that so that's what happened. But then on the flip, so I'm sitting there like, crap, like we got to respect this dude now, all right? So here on the flip side, you have Andre Ward. Now, here's a guy that's never lost, you know, <clears throat> um, went through the super – oh, let me go back. The Kovalev story and the background story is a, is a great story as well. You know, shout out to Roberto for sending me that, um, you know, came through some, some rough times, you know, has a lot to fight for, has a lot to prove. So, you know, here's a guy that, you know, we thought had limited boxing skills, and it turns around, and this guy is, you know, is turn around to be, like I said, 
from a Ford Explorer, from a Hummer Ford Explorer or Ford Explorer, wind up being like a little sweet Lexus in a sense. And, um, you know, with a great background story in terms of his, his background, so look it up. But then you have Andre Ward, and we know his background, you know, kind of destined for glory, gold medalist, you know, great Emmanuel Stewart always talking about that pedigree, having that as experience, you know. But also you talk about a, a guy who hasn't lost a fight by the grace, you know, with the, you know, since 14 years old. You know, he's been with the same trainer, hasn't really jumped in and out of bed with different trainers. Um, and when you talk about ring IQ, you know, we talked about John David Jackson and how, you know, he helped, you know, master masterfully plan that that uh, that pattern and, and that plan for Kovalov. But here's a guy, man, that, you know, inside the ring, man, he makes adjustments, man, like on the fly. Like, you get one look, and that look not there no more. You know, people complaining him fighting dirty, you know. And there were times, man, like, you know, even though it's a Super 6, man, he, he didn't win the Super 6. He ran through the Super 6, you know. And, and, you know, so much so, man, that some of these guys that were supposed to be really good, man, he beat them with one arm. And, um, you know, I wasn't really an Andre Ward fan at first either, you know. I I had to grow to love him, you know, and I had to start really studying his game. And it it is one of those things that looks good when you, when you, you know, it doesn't look good when you look at it. But it's sort of like what Kobe Bryant told Bow Wow. Bow Wow was talking about a trash. It's on YouTube. You know, he was saying, yo, I'm going to come, when Kobe come here, we're going to, you know, we're going to play him. I got all these dudes lined up to beat him. Kobe said, all right, put a stack of cash on it. Man, Kobe got, you know, they was playing these dudes. Kobe was running through these dudes. He said, yo, man, let me tell you, he said, let me tell you something. You know, it's, it's a difference between swimming, it's a difference between swimming with great whites and seeing those MFs on the Discovery Channel. And I say that to say is that, I think a lot of this stuff that we look at, Andre Ward looks very remedial and simple, but it's different when you get in the ring, man. You can look at these guys. They look confused. I remember Roberto, man, I'm going to put you on a spot. You thought he was going to have trouble with the Cuban guy he fought, man. He was like, oh, he's going he gonna to be in trouble. And, you know, he just he trashed him. And I'm not saying that's, that's a barometer, but, like, you know, you got to do more than hit hard, man, to, to beat him. And I think for... Kovalov, you got to have more than a few tricks to really outdo him. What's so great about this, man, is that here's a clash of titans, man, and unfortunately, it is not going to get the pay-per-view vibes it deserves. You know, like, everybody knew. I don't know who picked Kodo to win against Canelo, but everybody knew that Canelo was going to be Kodo, but obviously, they have star power, so, you know, that goes to the pay-per-view vibes, a lot of people are probably not going to buy this fight. And it's a shame because this is what we asked for in boxing, two great titans to face each other at the top of their career. You know, obviously, Andre Ward's moving up. You know, Kovalev's been comfortable with this weight. You know, Kovalev walks around at 200 pounds. He's a bigger man. You know, Andre Ward is not the bigger man. And, and to be honest, he's going to have to rely on a lot of his skill. I think that my prediction is going to be this, because I give you some background and, and I'm taking you around the block. I, my prediction is going to be this. I think that Kovalev is going to give Andre Ward his toughest test. I think there are going to be moments that 
you know, may be scary. You know, again, um, when we, you know, when we look at Kovalov, you know, there's a lot of adjustments he's made, and we have to respect that power because when you have power, you know, it can change anybody's night and trajectory in, in one shot. But Andre Ward has the IQ and the ring smarts to make those adjustments. He has a he has a jab. And I think you're gonna start seeing those adjustments, you know, later on as these fights go on, man, and and you know, Andre Ward's gonna really separate himself. I got Andre Ward winning by unanimous decision, you know, only because of his skill set and his ring IQ. But, you know, I really believe that there are gonna be some moments and I say moments with an S or should I say a Z, where, you know, Kovalov is going to really and truthfully show why, you know, he's not, you know, that, that you know, he's a great white too, and, you know, this ain't the Discovery Channel. So I'm picking Andre Ward by decision, but I think it's going to be a very, 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 you know, good fight and a very, you know, a fight that's going to be um, – you know, have us on our edge. Now, the one thing that concerns me is I remember when Andre Ward got knocked down, and I've been trying to find that fight forever. And I Don't have find Yeah, and you know, it's funny. I think he knocked down, if I'm not mistaken, he knocked down Kovalov too. Yeah, yeah. Yes, he did. And he knocked out Stevenson. And he knocked yeah. out Stevenson. So here you go. That's that trifecta right there, you know. So, you know, when you look at that – I mean, they've both been knocked down by the same guy. And I think they and they both got up and whooped his behind, too. So, you know, I just, it's a great fight, man. Let me tell you something. It's a great fight, man. And, you know, I just I just feel like, you know, I can see why a lot of the Kovalov fans are picking Kovalov. You know, I know Roberto and I go back and forth on it. But if you're, I believe, a, a, a fan of boxing and you sit back and you look at it as a chess match, you would see a beauty in what Andre Ward does, and, and and that's that educated jab, that movement, and most of all the adjustments, man. You know, we, we look at these teams, man, um, whether it be sports teams. You know, Roberto loves the Dolphins. I love the Eagles. They're both having their ups and downs during this year. I don't know, Bo, what you like, the Bears? Ooh. No, I, I like whoever's winning. Okay, so <laughs> Bo likes whoever's winning. So, no, the Raiders, like, the Raiders are my long-time team. That's been my team since I was well, born. There you go. <laughs> All right, so there you go. So, like, you know, one of the things we always talk about the Patriots, man, is you look at them, is that here's a team, man, that always makes adjustments. You know what I mean? And I think when, you're, when you are winning in anything, whether it's at work, whether it's pinochle, whether it's, a video game, whether it's a fight, whether it's basketball, whether you're a football franchise, the, the teams that are more successful are the teams that make adjustments, you know, because everybody's going to throw their best at you. And it's what hap- What do you do after I throw my best at you? You know, some teams falter and they kind of be like, okay, cool. You know what, I'm, I'm, this is not my night. And other people say, okay, cool, this is all you got. And they make an adjustment after that and they take it up another level. And I think that this is what – Andre Ward is about, you know, I think that Koval is going to throw his best and that best is going to be shaky at times, meaning shaky to Andre Ward. But I think Andre Ward is going to take it another gear and, you know, throw it in it. Don't be surprised if we see a part two, by the way. Um, mm-hmm. That's just my opinion. But um, I got Andre Ward winning by decision. 
Oh, you know what I'm going to throw in, too? I don't think a lot of people know because you talked about Kovalev background. Andre Ward grew up with parents who both were substance abusers. Yeah. You know, and had to overcome that. And married his high school sweetheart who he got pregnant back in high school. So. Yeah, it's um, – well, first off, great assessment uh, from both of you guys, man. You touched on a lot of points. So we got two for Ward, zero for Kovalev. So – now to the final one. Um, for, yeah, for those who haven't seen, uh, for the listeners out there, for those who haven't seen the, the My Fight special they did on HBO, it's on YouTube. Please see it because I think in general, when, when you really look at where both guys came from, I mean, it says a lot uh, about fighters, you know, that came from humble beginnings, you know, and, and, and a lot of that plays in the ring, you know, the, the, the will to win. I mean, and that is very that is so attributed to how Ward has has you know evolved as a fighter man I mean it has a lot to do with it and you could say the same thing for Kovalev you know a guy who came from well now is you know Russia but um you know he he came from you know what living in like a one bedroom house with not even a bath like like a bathtub to like bathe yourself and you know he 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 uh well, you know, the story goes, you know, he went into the, the boxing gym and, and, you know, he was getting trained and he wasn't even like the top guy in his, in his class of fighters that were there. They're more talented guys, but he had more of a will than any of those guys did. And, 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 you know, that was what attracted, I forgot the guys, the, the guy's name who, who manages them, but in any case, like anybody who hasn't seen that, my, you know, my fight, it's on YouTube. Uh, on HBO's YouTube channel, definitely see it. Uh, but um, yeah, this is man, this this fight again, man. Like we don't get a lot of fights like this. You know, we don't get a lot of fights where you have two guys that are in the prime of their careers, uh, undefeated, uh, and, and are putting it out everything. They're really putting their careers on the line in a sense. I mean, I won't say careers, but I would say like um. They're, they're risking everything, you know, to be great, you know, and I think for Andre Ward, with all the setbacks that he's had in the past, you know, few, you know, few years, uh, I think it says a lot about him, you know, taking, going up to light heavyweight, saying, you know what, man, like, I'm daring to be great. Not a lot of fighters these days want to do that, you know, hoping the young, this new generation of fighters will, you know, some will come out of the pocket and be like, hey, you know, they follow the lead. But, you know, when you look at, when you look at this fight, man, I mean, you guys kind of touched on it with, with Sergey Kovalev. Sergey Kovalev sometimes gets, um, he, he gets pinned as like a, um, a power puncher, a, a plotting power puncher that, you know, is just like, throwing punches in bunches and, 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 you know, there's no rhyme or reason to what he's doing, which couldn't be more of the opposite of, of what he really is, man. And, you know, you, you do have to attribute that uh, uh, some to, to John David Jackson, man. I mean, I think uh, while Sergey Kovalev is known to be a guy that likes to do his own thing as well, uh, he has been listening to John David Jackson and it, and it has shown. Now, we look at both of their previous fights, you know, some would argue more on the Kovalev side, you know, you know, Kovalev didn't really look that great against Chalemba. 
some people said War didn't look like super fantastic against Brand, but like what I will tell people this that are relying on you know the notion of like you know you're only as good as your last fight that doesn't always play into the notion when you have a fight like this because you better believe that both of these guys are going to be well prepared for Saturday night you know and I think when you look at what Kovalev brings to the table. I mean, R.O.D. touched on some points uh, as it pertains to the Hopkins fight. You know, while Hopkins was, what, like 50 years old when that fight happened, you know, Hopkins isn't your average 50-year-old, I mean, to begin with. I mean, I hope I can be as fit and healthy as, and look as youthful as he still does at 50 years old, man. I mean, I got to dap him on that. I mean, granted, he eats healthy, takes care of himself. Um, but I remember going to that fight, and there were a lot of people. They were like, "Man, Bernard's going to school him." Man, Kovalev's a slow plotting power puncher, and we ended up finding out. And you know, RD touched on it. There's a little more facets. To, you know, there's a little more nuances to Kovalev's game than maybe we were led to believe. Um, now, granted, we had seen him even. I think after the boom fight, he got knocked down by. I forgot who he fought. He got he got dropped. In a fight, and then he came back and he knocked the guy out in the third round. Um, Pansky, I think, yeah, I think that's who it is. Pansky, um, yeah, and and I think going into this Ward fight, I think he's looking at this. I mean, look, man, this is the the biggest opportunity of his of his life. And 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 again, like if you watch the show, you you'll kind of like get what I'm saying. The thing about the thing about Sergey Kovalev is that he, he's, like I said, he's not a plotting kind of guy. He's the kind of guy that likes to keep you at range. I agree. He's not a great inside fighter. Um, he likes to keep guys at range because he understands, you know, the power, you know, is going to be, you know, effective when, you know, you're at the end of your punch, more so than if you're at closer distance where you're not going to get that, 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 you know, that extension where all that power really comes from. And he knows how to do that, you know. He does get hit in exchanges, you know. Like we saw it in, the, in both of the Pascal fights. And, you know, I mentioned, you know, he's been dropped before. But it's kind of a situation, too, where the guy's power is, I mean, very, very noticeable <laughs> as it's shown in his previous fights. Um, with Andre Ward, again, man, he's also come back from humble beginnings. He, you know, was, you know uh, both touch on it, two parents, you know, that, that, you know, suffered from uh, substance abuse. So, you know, fortunately, his father passed away, like, really young. I think about, like, 18. Um, he, he passed away. And, you know, he's had to deal with a lot. And, and also adding the fact that Virgil Hunter has been a staple, not only in his boxing career, but in his life. Like, he took him in. You know, he took him in during a time where, you know, it, it, it might have been a different route for Andre Ward, you know, and I think that relationship, that camaraderie between both, it, you know, that it does play into, you know, the preparation for these fights. And look, they both know this is the biggest fight of their careers. I mean, particularly Ward, he's the one going in the ring. Um, Andre Ward, man, I kind of like what R.D. said, like, I wasn't that big of a fan of his, like, early on you know, prior or even a little bit during the Super 6, but it was kind of a thing 
where I had to sit and, like, just watch what he was doing. And, again, like, I started to see things. I was like, wow. Not, again, not the fastest guy, not the hardest puncher, but, again, man, like, there's something about Ward that he knows how to win, man, and he finds ways to win. Granted, some people may not like the, the route he goes, but that is boxing. Boxing isn't a sport of just punches and bunches and that's it. Ward, and I can give you different examples, whether it was the Carl Frotch fight, uh, the Mikhail Kessler fight, where he changed pace. He um, adjusted to what Frotch was trying to do, made it very difficult for Frotch to land anything really clean. Kind of the same thing with Kessler. And I started to know, and I'm like, wow, man, th- this guy, he's a major, major thinker in the ring. I mean, when, when, you, you, know, when you talk to comparisons of, you know, I, I don't con- stylistically, I don't compare him and Floyd. You know, I think they, they got different styles, but I think the similarities that they have is that their ring IQ, and I think, I, I don't know if it was Bo that mentioned it, that they know how to take your best weapon away early. Not late in the fight, early in the fight, and they know how to frustrate you. Uh, Kovalev, we haven't, it's somewhat of the opposite. Like, his power is the determining, really at the very end of the day, is the determining factor as far as him getting a win, even if it's a decision win. Um. When I match both of these guys up, man, I, I mean, I'm not going to lie. I've gone back and forth with this fight since the springtime, man. I really have. ROD can attest to it. Coltrane can attest to it, too. Even with my inner crew, you know, who, you know, shout out to my man Craig, who's listening to the show. He's also, like, been someone who told me one thing in March and April and told me another thing last week. So... When I match both of these guys up, man, the one thing I see is that I think Kovalev in this fight, I think he's going to land a punch on Andre Ward that we're all going to be like, oh, oh, damn. But I think what we're going to find out about Andre Ward in this fight, man, and, and, and it's going to be something that's been a staple in his career, is he's going to find a way to adjust in this fight. And I think He's going to end up frustrating Kovalev down the stretch. And we've seen Kovalev get frustrated, and we've seen what happens when his, weapon, his best weapon isn't there, his right hand. He's got power in both hands, but that right hand, it, it, that's, his, that's his money shot. I think down the stretch, Andre Ward is, like I said, he's going to frustrate Sergey Kovalev, and I think – while he doesn't have a lot of power at, at light heavyweight, I mean, ba- based on what, I mean, he knocked down Sullivan Barrera, but I think Kovalev at a point is going to be in a situation where you're not going to see him press the issue as much early as, as maybe he did earlier in the fight. And I think that's going to play right into Ward's game. And make this a trifecta, man. I got Andre Ward winning a close unanimous decision. Probably like 115, 113. Um, you can even argue 116, 112. But I think at the same time, Sergey Kovalev is going to make a, a, a really, really good account for himself. I'll even go as far as to say do not be shocked, man, if Ward gets hit with a flash knockdown. 
for like the first time since the boom fight. But I still don't think that that's going to deter Andre Ward away. Again, it goes back to the fact that this guy hasn't lost since he was 12 years old, actually. When you haven't lost since you were 12 years old, man, it is embedded in your mind. You, you don't know any way, any way else to go in that ring and, and do nothing but win. You know? And it sounds cliche, but it's the truth, and it plays out. So what I think is going to be a very tactical fight, I don't think this is going to be – I mean, look, I think all of us know this isn't going to be a war. This is going to be a, a chess match. Because Sergey Kovalev, he's not a dumb fighter either. You know, again, like, he relies on his power, but he knows how to set his power up. That's the difference. There's guys in boxing that they have this, they have a lot of power in their hands, but they don't know how to set it up. Kovalev does. He knows what he's doing. That's why I mentioned he, he likes to keep fighters at range. Um, he, he, he has quicker feet than, like, initially, like I thought before, but... I still think Ward, he's going to find a way to win. I think he's going to eventually get on the inside where I think Kovalev is at a disadvantage. And while Sergey is technically the bigger guy per se, we, Ward's a strong guy too, you know? And I don't think Kovalev has fought the level of boxer and skill that I think Andre Ward, even at light heavyweight, is going to be. So... In a very tactical fight, and, and, and someone maybe a back-and-forth type of fight where, you know, where we see, man, that, that, I think that round might have gone for Kovalev. Man, that, that round might have gone for Ward. I think in the championship rounds, we're going to see Ward um, really be the guy that is controlling the pace, and I think there's going to be a point where Kovalev is going to be a little apprehensive, maybe getting hit with some shots he doesn't want to get hit with, and down the stretch, I think Ward is going to end up coasting to a unanimous decision. Like I said, 115, 113, or 116, 112. In, in, in a really good fight, man. And, and again, it's a shame that it's not getting the attention it's getting. But, you know, I, I think overall this was a, a fight for the hardcore fans. But I think one of these guys, particularly Andre Ward, who I think will win, I don't think there would be any argument that he is going to be the pound-for-pound number one fighter in the world. And it's a title that I think we all knew he was destined to be at some point, you know, whether, you know, whether Floyd left or whatever. I think he's going to prove it in this fight. So I got Andre Ward, close unanimous decision. I mean, I, I, I agree. I think... And, and I'm, I'm with you. I don't think this is going to be a wash with people saying that. I don't think no. it's going to be just a, a run over. It's going to be a very good competitive fight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I never believed that. For, like that, That's one thing I'll say from the onset of when this fight was happening. I mean, there were times I was kind of favoring Kovalev, and then, you know, I'd go back to Ward, I'd go back to Kovalev, and then, you know, when I really sat, I, I mean, really what I did was I just started watching certain fights and just seeing, like, how these guys operate, man. And it's like, and you guys touch on it before, you know, I made my prediction. Like, Andre Ward just knows how to adjust, man. And he knows um, how, to, how to quicken the pace, how to slow the pace down. Uh, he's a ring general, man. Like, that, that, that's one thing that, like, doesn't really get noted by him. He is a ring general in there, man. Um, and, and I think the fact that, like, he doesn't have the quickest feet 
But even when he was at super middleweight, he wasn't like he didn't have that quick a feed in relation to like other guys who really, really relied on their feet. Um, he's got good footwork. I mean, he he's got really, really good balance. And I, I just think, man, like I think it's gonna be it's a solid matchup. You know, again, these are the type of fights boxing needs. And I think it's gonna make for a really good fight, man. I think it's gonna be a very tactical fight that you know, some people might even argue, like, at the end of the fight, like, oh, man, you because know, you know we're going to get it. You know, I, you know we're going to get it. Like, oh, man, it, it, they, they didn't do it. It was a boring fight, da, da, da. But, you know, obviously we're going to be looking at it through, through, through different eyes. And I think, man, I think we're going to be in for a very entertaining fight, man. So you guys, you guys, put, like, gave great, great assessments, man. Um, you know, Thursday, obviously, we're going to be talking, you know, Coltrane's going to give his, his assessment. Um, but you know, between myself, Bo, and Ryder Diamond, we all have Andre Ward winning. Um, what, what I think is is going to be a close decision or unanimous decision, and you know, it might be it might equal into a, a a rematch. I mean, obviously, I think that's all dependent on what you know how the fight kind of plays out. But uh, I I really think I mean, even though Adonis Stevenson is the WBC champion. Um, I really think this is the the best fight at light heavyweight. We, I, I, and, and the irony to that is Ward going into this fight hasn't fought like a top 10 in the division, but like I, I think it's a situation where it doesn't really matter. That's how good Ward is, <laughs> you know, and that's why he's in this fight, you know, and, 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 and I credit Ward because, you know, there, there's guys, man, and, and I'm not here to like bash fighters or anything like that, but, you know, there's fighters that are looking for, you know, bigger paydays and such. And let me put this out there, and I'm not trying to put the purse business out there, but Kovalev is making a bigger guarantee than Andre Ward is, just, just to put that out there. You know, when we talk about guys that want more money to fight this guy, they want X amount of dollars to fight this guy, Ward is taking the smaller purse in this fight, just so people, people aren't aware of that. I looked it up. It was a little article I read. And I was very shocked. But what it told me was, again, Ward is daring to be great. And I think that's why we got to not, – not in the sense to get behind him like, you know, you know, we want him to win or anything. But, like, I think we got to get behind him in the sense of, like, these fighters got to have that type of mentality. You know, because Ward has done a lot more than some of these other guys. Again, not trying to call anybody out, but he's done a hell of a lot more than some of these guys that are arguing paydays. He, what he's looking at is, you know what? I'm getting my payday, but that guy is going to lead me to where I, where I wanted to be in this sport, man. And, and that's why, in a, like, partially why I've become a fan of Andre Ward's. And like he said something, and I'll talk to you guys about this like off the show, like a little article I read that like even gave me more respect for him. So... We, you know, like, like we've said, we got the Tuesday show, we got the Thursday show. This is going to be a two-part series, man. I appreciate you guys giving your insight on this fight, man. I really, really can't wait for this fight. I, I, this is one I've been, I think all of us have been looking forward to uh, for the, for like, I mean, since the year started, since we kind of knew when, you know, when the ball was rolling. So um, that's pretty much the show, man. Uh, you know, like it was pretty much the preview show. I mean, really nothing else to talk about until, you know, obviously, next week when we got another very interesting fight to, to discuss. 
Um, but um, did you guys uh, want to wrap up with anything before we uh, before we close off? Yeah, you know, I I just want to say, man, as always, man, I love talking to you guys about boxing. It's, it's it's something when you get on, and I don't think people realize this. When you get on and you're talking about a sport that you really love, and you talk with people who know the sport, like boxing is hard to fake. Like you can't fake this. You know, I mean, you can probably, you know, BS your way through football or even basketball, but you can't BS your way through boxing. If you don't know this sport and you start talking, it will show within seconds of you opening your mouth. Oh, so, man, you know, I, I, do, do we know about that or what? <laughs> <laughs> you know, we've shut the rooms down like, okay, no, you shouldn't be an admin here. And But it's it, it just one of them things, though, like this fight, you know, and I'm with you guys, for what it is and for what we ask for. And I put out this, this tweet and I said, you know, we asked – I remember people was asking for anybody that wasn't like Floyd Mayweather. And you got four fighters in Kovalev, Ward, Wilder, and 3G. And for some reason, you know, they seem to attract more detractors than appreciators. And that's the, that's the sad part of this sport, you know. And, you know, for, to, to be with some guys who want to promote this sport and talk this sport in the proper way, I'm just glad to be a part of this, man. I really appreciate you guys. No, no doubt, man. Look, like we we appreciate you. I mean, I mean, you, you you're like family to us now, man. You know what I mean? And 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 at the same time, man, like we we we're we're, we're people that like we really are are ambassadors of the sport in the sense of really putting it out there for people who you know just are casual fans. You know, I, I'm sure it's been the same with you guys, where you have. I mean, I mean, with the with the GYGB crew between you know Docs, between Sleep, Big Mike, and and Culture, all you guys like, I mean, you guys are just hardcore fans, you know. Like, I don't have that, you know. I have like my man Craig, who who's who's becoming more of a hardcore, but I'm kind of the you know the lone wolf, so to speak, when it when it concerns boxing, you know. I got big NFL heads and big NBA heads, you know, that that follow it a lot more, but. You know, like you said, man, boxing is just one of those sports, man, where, like, I mean, that's, that's a good way to put it, man. You can't fake it. You know, like, you either know about the sport or you don't. And and I think with this fight, I think, it, ironically, man, like, it's kind of a deal where, you know, if people really watch it, and, and I really think it's going to be this kind of fight where people will look at it like, wow, man, like, it wasn't a blood and guts type of fight, but man, like there was a lot of thinking going on in that fight, and I think that's what we're going to see in this fight, and which is why I'm really, really looking forward to it. Um, so, RV, did you want to do you want to wrap up with anything? Nothing at all. You know, I just I feel like, man, we you know when you get when things get a little wordy and things get you know a little bit you know <clears throat> the introduction is long, it shows you how passionate we are, and it shows you that. There's a reason why you have to tune in, man. And um, I'm telling you, I think this is something we we waited a very long time for. And shout out for both guys for taking this fight. It's very it's something that you guys want to tune into. And uh, when you do, I'm sure you won't be disappointed. It's going to be a lot to talk about next week. Oh, for sure, for sure. I mean, we, we you know, like I like I mentioned, man, we we got uh, November has been uh, you know a crazy month for you know fights in general. And, you know, we, we got the granddaddy this week, and then next week we got, you know, Thanksgiving's coming up. But, you know, we got this little fight with this guy named Lomachenko and this guy Walters that, you know, we're going to be discussing next week. But, obviously, the, the main course, we're going to recap, you know, 
what I think is going to be a great fight, man. So tune in Thursday. Coltrane is going to be on 9 p.m. Same time, or well, not same time, same channel, uh, same number, same ID. Uh, I might come in for a little bit, but, um, you know, feel free to tune in, man. You know, the, our, our PNC Coltrane is going to give his prediction for the fight, his assessment. And I appreciate you guys coming on, man. Um, you know, we'll be back next Tuesday, uh, 9.30, discussing uh, what we saw this, uh, you know, Saturday night. And, you know, give our thoughts. So uh, before uh, you go ahead and uh, plug the show, uh, plug your show, uh, Bob. I uh, appreciate it. Yeah, the show is The Movement. Um, we're going to be on tomorrow, 8.30, uh, 8.30 Central. Uh, we're hoping to have a special guest. We're hoping that that special guest, hopefully we're hoping that it be Winky Wright. So, Ooh. yeah, we're hoping. We're hoping, man. We're, we're, we're hoping, you know. We, we talked to him. Uh, I talked to him, actually, last week. And so we're hoping he calls in. And if he is on, man, we, we, if we find out, we're going to put that out for everybody to call in tomorrow. But call us on the movement. It's myself, my man from uh, uh, the Gods of Boxing Talk, my partner in crime with, with me on Truth and Facts, Jasper from uh, Colossal Boxing, and Twine Levity from Hoop Jab. And uh, it's the 724-444-74441-42097 pound. I remember it now. So call us, and, man, we appreciate you, and we definitely want to thank the guys at Guard Your Grill, as always, because you guys gave us the platform, and we appreciate that. Nah, no no problem, man, no problem. Uh, you, can, you can follow us uh, at Guard Your Grill Boxing uh, on Instagram. We're, uh, well, yeah, we'll, I'm, I'm on Twitter. I'm, I don't know who's, is anybody running uh, the, the GYGB Twitter these days? I don't think so, right? Not, not at this point in time, no. Okay, well, uh, well, you you could you could check it. I mean, really, Instagram is really the one that's popping these days, man. <laughs> like, um, you could you could you can follow us at Guard Your Girl Boxing. Uh, we gotta, we might be. I want to say beginning of next year. Stay tuned. We got a little segment. We, I, I had spoken to Rod and Coltrane about. I don't want to let the cat out the out, out the bag yet. Uh, we you know we we've been doing our. Um, our what if segments that have been really catching a lot of steam on, on the message boards, on Instagram, you know, a lot of, a lot of stuff, but, you know, we got a little something that we're cooking up that I think is going to be real interesting as well, but, you know, stay tuned. That'll be, you know, probably early next year. Uh, but, you know, you can follow us at Gardegro Boxing on Instagram. You can follow me at Roberto underscore Flack on Twitter and Instagram. So tune in this Thursday, 9 p.m., same channel, same number, same dial. <laughs> and uh, next Tuesday, we'll be recapping the show, or uh, excuse me, recapping the fight. And uh, that is about it. So until this Thursday, man, join my man Coltrane, and uh, uh, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll see you next Tuesday. Peace.
Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.